Hey guys, you're here with Dr. Molly and Todd Rowland, and we're bringing you the podcast, the business side of the pet industries. And today we want to talk about an important subject as we kind of come to a close of 2023, and that is pricing. Yeah, a lot of people that we've connected with this year uh, are usually do a once a year price adjustment, uh, and they usually do it sometime in January. Don't ever be afraid to do two price adjustments a year if something crazy goes on, like if you're mobile and gas prices go up $2 a gallon or something like that. But this episode is primarily going to focus on how really to know how much you need to increase your price, or maybe you don't need to increase your prices. So uh, let's dive into that a little bit. First, you need to know your household budget, how much you personally need to make. Yeah. So before we can even talk about pricing and what you need to charge, you need to know how to come up with that number. So we're not going to, this isn't going to be a whole financial planning budget discussion. We're just going to give you guys kind of the rundown of some things you need to pay attention to before you can decide what you're going to increase your prices to. Or in general, just if you're starting out next year, what you need to charge. Yeah, a lot of people jump in and they'll say, oh, I'm going to raise my prices by $4 on every dog. And because they don't want to actually sit down and and do the math. But why would you go up $4 on a Yorkie and go up only $4 on a golden doodle that weighs 78 pounds? Right. So, um, and I'm guilty of that. Like when we used to do, and now I've done price adjustments, I believe every year since I opened. And sometimes they were $2, sometimes they were $4 randomly. Then I would go five for a small, 10 for a large, but there was no rhyme or reason. I was just picking numbers and adding because I knew I needed to increase my prices every year. So um, now we've kind of have some science behind it, so to speak, to where we're actually figuring out what we need to do. So before you, again, before you can do that, you need to actually know what your household budget is, what you actually need to bring home every week, every month. And then you need to know your business budget. What does your business need to survive every month, every week, you know, go through. And at a minimum, we you probably should be doing a monthly budget of what money needs to come home and come into the business because you have to survive. You have to pay your lights at home, your bills, your phone. And then you also the business doesn't need to struggle. It needs to be able to get by month to month, week to week. You need to have money for gas or equipment, supplies, heaven forbid there's an accident to an animal and you have a vet bill. Like those are just all things that if they're in your budget and you're charging enough, then you'll be able to cover everything without stress. Yeah. So, and a lot of people get overwhelmed uh, especially if they're doing their price increases in January. First of all, you're super busy from Thanksgiving all the way up till Christmas, probably working more days and hours than you're used to or you know normally do, squeezing in those every single body's request. But we also, you need to take time. And it's not, I mean, some people are like, well, you need to know how much shampoo you use per dog and how much that shampoo costs per dog. And that seems very overwhelming. However, you know, every gallon of shampoo that comes into us, we write the date on it. And so we know how long it lasts. And we can look during that time frame how many, if anybody uses any type of software, it usually tells you how many pups you did in a certain time frame. And you can start breaking it down that way. So it's not so much overwhelming. Um, or even if you're pen and paper still, we see a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm old school on pen and paper. And that works too. I mean, don't wait till the end of the year and try to go back and count up how many dogs you have. Start doing it week by week or month by month. And then 
you can track, oh, when did I buy my last set of shampoos and how many dogs did they last? Or even just a time frame. oh, those lasted one month, those lasted two months. So that way, you know, you can kind of set a budget around what supplies and shampoos you need. We said shampoos, but really all yeah, supplies. All supplies. So it's just one of those easy ones. I mean, how many yeah. times do you get your uh, tool sharpened? I mean, if that's six times a year or four times a year, how much does that cost? I mean, has that went up since the last time you did a price increase? Those are just, you know, just start, if anything, use your phone as the voice recorder and just record things sometimes as you're thinking about them. And so they don't slip away. You know, you're driving to an appointment or you're driving to your salon and things are coming up and then you walk in and it's chaos and you forget what it is you were thinking about. So just start taking notes of stuff like that so that when you get ready to do it, but typically we suggest doing a percentage and not necessarily a, um, just a flat dollar amount because that way you are hitting you know, if you're going up, say, 5%, you know, you're going up 5% on the $100 Yorkie and you're going up 5% on the $200 larger dog so that it's consistent. Yeah, you're going up 4%, not 4% on some and 1% on others and 2%. And it's a set thing. So you're actually going to get a real 4% increase across the board. And that's important, especially if you do do a lot of those larger dogs or you get a lot of haircuts and de-sheds, things that are more expensive over just baths or nail trims. Um, that way, again, you're getting a consistent raise in your prices and it's not, you say, oh, well, I'm going to do 4%, but then you only do it for some dogs. And then others you are, if you actually did the average, it's closer to maybe like a 2% average. And typically the national inflation rate, it has been higher in the past year or so is around 4%. So that's an easy way for us to kind of look and see what we're going to increase our prices to is the national cost of inflation. That's something that's easy for everybody to grasp. And we don't really ever get pushback if that's all we're going to raise. So, and that's actually built into our contract, our um, customer agreement. It says we do an annual price adjustment equal to at least the national cost of the inflation. Of, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, we take, again, you have to know your budgets and see how much money you need to make per month and then find out how many physical hours you're going to be working in that business, which is we recommend no 35 because, I mean, that's just the physical hours you're on the dog. Some people it's 30, 35, 40, but you can't count in the non-grooming time when you're trying to set a price. Yeah, because, I mean, I hear a lot of groomers say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm charging this and I can get this dog done an hour. It's what I'm making an hour. That's what you're making the hour that you're actually working on that pup. But are you, how are you calculating the hours you spend, you know, taking care of your social media accounts? What about if you're mobile and driving back and forth to appointments? Are you taking in your time for cleaning? So what we're trying to come up with is, you know, get yourself to a 40 hour work week that includes everything your business needs to be done and then how you know put an hour beside how much time ever, all the other stuff that non-grooming is coming and then that will tell you how many hours a week you should be grooming and then you can adjust your price for the groom for that so that yes you may be excited you know you're oh it looks like you're making a hundred dollars an hour but next thing you know you're working 55 hours a week but you're only technically grooming 40 so your hourly rate would significantly goes down when you're working 50 hours but you're only grooming 40. Yeah so that's too. This is a great time of year to do that kind of a price adjustment as well. If you're severely undercharged or you're not making enough to actually support the budgets that you need, much less do things like save for equipment failures, um, equipment upgrades, retirement, things like that. 
first, again, start with your budgets, then go in and look at um, how many hours you're working. And then you can divide and kind of see how much you need to be charging at a minimum per hour of your work. And from there, that's where you're going to, I'd say that's where you start. And then you'll do your price adjustment based on the percentage you want to increase that. And that can be, let's say this is the year you want to start putting 5% or 10% into savings and maybe 5% into retirement. Okay, so take that price and instead of doing 4%, maybe do 10% or 15% and increase it that way. But um, just make sure that you're doing that. Yeah, because you want to, not only if you're solo or if you have multiple team members, not only do you just want to break even and write yourself home a paycheck, but you also want to have a good profit margin. Um, especially, you know, if you're mobile, the vans that you drive every day, they go down in value. And I know we went through a little period here where vans actually went up in value just because of COVID and the demand for mobile groomers and the lack of new vans available. But that's not a long-term thing. But also think about that. Like if, you know, if your van payment now is $1,500 a month and, you know, you're you're bringing home a nice paycheck and everything, but do you want to start all over on a new van payment in five or six, seven, eight years, however long your van will last you? You know, those are the things to think about that you need to be charging for now to start building up that savings account. Maybe that way you can put half down next time instead of only 20%. Uh, so you're not starting all over every five to eight years, you know, in that game. With a hundred thousand plus van payment. <laughs> yeah. So those are the type of thing also like, you know, just we have a maintenance budget every month and every week we move a certain amount of money over to our maintenance budget. So those are just a type of things you need to think about. And also, like I said, don't, one good thing is I'm sure this year you probably haven't settled down and looked at your profit and loss statement to year to date, but you can go back last year and see how much your business made. And you can kind of get a guess. How much did you go up? How many dogs have you done? It's just quick, simple calculator math. You don't have to have, you've used a spreadsheet or anything, but just predict you know, how much you need to increase your prices for. And one thing I caution people to do is not give out too many discounts. We do do a military discount. Um, and that's really a, the only discount we do. Yeah. We don't do the multi-dog discounts because people are like, Oh, well you're here and I'm giving you four dogs and you don't have to drive. Well, that's true. You might save me a little bit of drive time and gas, but um, I'm still spending the same amount of time per dog that I would spend on other dogs. So therefore we don't do that. And yep. as long as you're routing efficiently as well, like the drive time and the gas time aren't really that big a deal in the grand scheme of things to start handing out discounts because then you're going to get into, oh, well, if you're given a discount for multi-dogs, I mean, you may give more of a discount than you would have spent driving around all day. Yeah. And another thing is, um, I know some people are, well, they'll give discounts if people come every two weeks. And, and this is, we're talking about mobile or even every week. But again, you're losing out three or four times a month on this one particular client over what you could, you know, if you're giving them a $10 discount, well, then that's because they come every week. You're missing out on 30 extra dollars from another potential client. So there's no real reason to give out those discounts. And again, if you have one or two, then or a few, that's fine. But it's when it gets into the every dog, every dog, every dog. Um, this is something we've really been running our numbers. We've been open now going on 10 years. And obviously our prices when we started 10 years ago are nowhere near what our prices are now. And we've been fortunate enough to have a lot of loyal customers that have come, you know, that are still with us 
some of my very first clients and then some that, you know, have followed other team members with us and things like that. And they've been here for years and we've given them the annual price adjustments, but they haven't actually ever gotten brought up to our current pricing. Some of them not even up to our current minimums, which is like they're paying less for a haircut than we would for like some of our dog just bath packages now. So that's something that we're going into and really looking at and adjusting your prices. So make sure you're doing that too. Don't just add Don't everyone. grandfather people in is what we're saying. Yeah, like there's all kind of money that you're going to throw away if you just feel like you're going to lose customers or you feel like, oh, they've been with me. They've supported me. They need to be lower. And the thing about, I always hear this. I have the best customers. My customers are the best. No, they're just customers. Um, you get sick, break an arm and can't groom for six weeks. Those customers will go somewhere else. They don't care. Uh, customers, you think the best, uh, you know, let somebody move into town charging $10 cheaper and they'll try them out. If it's halfway decent, they'll they'll go with them. And I know that's not every customer, but you're running a business, not a friendship ring. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to realize is because you think that they're great and they're loyal. And a lot of times they will be, but until something happens, until someone else comes and offers them something until they move until whatever. Yeah. Or till your van breaks down or your uh, heat goes out, you know, the week before Christmas in your salon and, you know, you can't groom dogs when it's 30 degrees in your salon and you have to cancel. I mean, they'll flip out and go off and give you bad reviews or something that, for the people you thought were your best loyal clients. Or have forbid we've even seen the ones like Todd said for real medical reasons, like people, battling illnesses, going on bed rest, things where they're out for months or sooner than customers expected. And it's just like, well, what do you mean you can't still get my dog in? And this is ridiculous. I've come to you for, you know, years. And so again, like just make sure that you're setting yourself up to be successful because if you're stressed and you get burnout and you're overworking just to try to cover your expenses and your overhead, then you're not going to last and you're not going to be around and you're not going to be able to provide the services that you want to provide to those customers anyways. And we'll tell you, like, even whether it's a small price increase or a large price increase, if a customer is going to leave you over an increase, it doesn't matter if it's $2 or $20. Chances are that customer is going to leave regardless. And that's what we've seen in the past is the customers that are are initially upset because, oh, that well, that's more than I'm paying and it's like, well, well, this is what I charge. There's obviously a reason that you left your last groomer or looking for a new groomer. And then, you know, if they'll ask consistently about discounts or they'll cancel because they don't have the money and then it comes time for a price adjustment. And then again, they'll leave whether it's $2 or $20. So I think, I mean, we very rarely lose a customer over a price adjustment because we've built the, the connection, the customer service. And it's just like any service industry or anything anywhere right now like prices go up every year like you know you can't buy a house for what you could buy a house for 10 years ago you can't buy a car for what you could buy i mean you can't even get the lowe's repairman to come install something for probably double what it was 10 years ago so i mean why would your grooming expenses not go up service cost of every single industry go up every single year so why would you not go up too and we also hear like I used to, we used to do our price adjustments in like March or April because we didn't want to hit someone bam at the beginning of the year after the holidays with another inc with an increase. And that, and that was a good time for us because you know we'd finished our year, last year's taxes. We could kind of see, kind of look over everything and see what, what we wanted to make more and what our expenses were. You kind of have it all right there. So 
but again, you don't you can pick any time of the year. I mean, if you're not ready because you're not, if you don't really know how much you need to raise your prices January the 1st, don't raise them January the 1st. Raise them March the 1st. Or if you're struggling, go ahead and do a price adjustment now and notify your clients there may be another one when you give that one to them coming up later in the year. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like Todd said, there's not a, a right time, a perfect time. We used to do that um, a little further into that first quarter, end of first quarter. And now we do them in January or even before if they've got an appointment in December. But that's just because that's just one of our things that we want to check off our list for this year. Okay, we've gone over the P&Ls. We've adjusted our prices. Customers have been updated. So come January, that's no longer something we have to do or think about. Yeah, and it's just like if you're mobile and let's say the summer you know you're paying right now three dollars a gallon and it jumps up to 450 you're not why eat that cost i have no problem slapping on a fuel surcharge over a certain dollar amount per gallon for gas no delivery company keeps their prices the same and eats the fuel costs uh this is one of the few industries that i've seen where people will work more to make less for some reason um i, just, I don't get it yeah even like landscaping companies will charge a surplus for fuel when they're coming out and it's like especially if you're mobile i mean most most van i'm not gonna say all vans but a lot of vans and trailers whatever i mean your generator ran so that is fuel and then not to mention just the driving around those are heavy equipment you average what i think we've averaged anywhere from eight to 12 miles a gallon driving whether we're pulling a trailer or a big van i mean that really adds up yeah and and sue if you have a salon i mean electricity prices have went up your water costs has went up your taxes on your building probably went up our shampoos went up about ten dollars a gallon this past year so i mean everything is going to go up yeah so just keep on on task of all that and you know keep track of it because the last thing you want to do is you know have a business that grosses a really good amount but at the end of the year you know you look at your taxes and you know you might have only made a very little bit of money uh so that's something to keep in you know, track of. Another thing is, is I know a lot of people are worried about being too much. And I mean, you can be too much for your market. That is something you need to study. But we've talked about it before, actually know your market. Don't just guess it. There's actual, there's the data is out there for who lives in your market, what the average income is and things like that. I mean, one thing is, look, I mean, where are you servicing? Look at what the houses are selling for, you know, and you can kind of figure out if people can afford you or not. Um, you know, so think about that. Another thing is to, um, um, let's see. And also we just wanted to touch on too, a, a little bit more about what Todd said is the pricing adjustments that they can be random. Like don't say, Oh, I'm only going to adjust my prices once per year or, and go ahead and pick out what your gas surcharge is going to be. What does fuel need to go up to before you're going to add that? What do your supplies need to go up before you're going to add that? If you're someone that's paying um, like a commission rate to other team members, if you have employees, think about doing something like a general service charge or something that goes back to the business that doesn't go to the team members. Like we have our set groom prices and then the sales tax, obviously that's non-commissionable. And then each groom mobile has a service charge on it. And what that service charge is, is that goes back to the business and that helps cover some of those additional fees, a lot of that stuff that went up during COVID, because that's when we started those was um, during that COVID when all of everything started increasing, increasing. And so that's an easy way to account for extra money. We have 
Um, we know people that take a dollar from every dog and put it in and kind of like a medical emergency fund. So that way, any incident that happens, they do daycare and boarding as well as grooming. But it's like that way they have that. If two dogs get in a fight in play group, they don't even have to think about a vet bill because they've built that money up a dollar per dog over you know, the last couple of years. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, well, that's what I have insurance for. Well, you do have insurance for that. And we save that for the big, big time things. A lot of times the insurance, you know, if your vet bill is three or $400, it will take you a day's worth of paperwork to go through all that, to get them to reimburse you. And then your deductible is a thousand and it was three or $400. So those are things that account for too. Like we had a motor go out in a van this year and it was nearly 13 grand. I mean, do you have 13 grand sitting around if you're mobile grammar to replace them? A, a, motor and if you don't those are things to think about in your next price increase you know i want to put x into savings for repairs every and kind of touched on that earlier but one thing i've noticed too is some of the people that are struggling struggling um getting and retaining employees too aren't charging enough uh i mean we know people who pay a very very low commission rate like in the 20% range and people are like, Oh my gosh, I wouldn't work for that. But depending on what they're charging, that 26% may still be very good for that team member if they're working for you. So it's all about what you're charging. We've also noticed too, the more you charge, the more people consider you as professionals. Uh, we've talked about that before, you know, the, the difference between going to PetSmart, you've got the lady that comes in with a picture on her phone of some dog that looks nothing like her dog. And she wants to look like that when you're going to someone's house and you're charging a very, competitive rate they're like oh you guys you guys are the professionals do what you know what you know what you think would look good yeah and that's a good one um just kind of talking about professionalism i think that doing the things like knowing your numbers raising your prices setting your limits and this all kind of to me all kind of rolls back into boundaries because when you send this out to your customers and we do recommend letting your customers know, especially if you're doing a significant price increase. Now, if you're just doing your normal yearly and it may end up being somewhere between like four and $10 or so per dog, we don't typically announce that. Um, we'll put a little sign up on our front desk in our lobby and our mobile customers. Get an email or text. Yeah, get an email or text just because a lot of them are not at home and they leave payment amounts. And we don't um, don't apologize or try to explain why you've increased your price. And it's simple as, you know, this is uh, Fluffy's Grooming. Uh, we've made a price adjustment. Your next appointment will be X or it went up, you know, a price adjustment went up by 4% at your next appointment. And there's no need to explain what it was for. No, no go into big detail. Nobody else does that in any other industry. Uh, and don't apologize for going up. Yeah. And, and if people say they can't afford it, say we understand, you know, and we'll be more than happy to share your grooming notes with the next groomer you find. Do not, if you start, or if you, if you want to pick five or six clients that you know that can't afford it, that are, are on a strict social security income or something. But again, you're a business. Yeah. And so, and then that's when you can also send out, um, like Todd said, don't apologize and make sure that you are coming up with something.
basically we'll just wrap this up. I know it was kind of a lot of information. We kind of jumped a lot of over a lot of different places, but what we're trying to do with this episode is just to get you thinking about your next price increase, whether you're doing it in January or if you're doing it in March or whenever, it's just start actually thinking about what all it takes to run your business and how much you need to go up again. We see so many people, I know I said this at the beginning, they'll do just like a flat fee for every dog, but think about that's not tip, that's not good because some dogs take you two hours, some dogs take you three hours, some dogs take you 45 minutes. So just think about that and kind of go over your numbers. And again, it doesn't have to be science down to how much shampoo do you use per dog, but you know, when you buy that shampoo, when did you buy it and how long did it last and how many dogs did you do in between? It's this quick division. Won't take you but a few minutes. Just anything like that on equipment wise. Yes. Um, equipment supplies, whatever. And you've noticed, except for this last time, we've been calling it a price adjustment instead of a price increase. And we found that wording to be very helpful when talking with customers because they hear increase and they're automatically get defensive or get, you know, more of an attitude, or they just have that negative connotation around it. Like, Oh, an, another increase, someone else increasing their prices, but using that word adjustment, that just kind of softens the blow a little bit. So you hear pricing adjustment. Oh, well, they've just had to adjust their rates this year. Not, Oh my gosh, they're increasing my cost once again. And, um, so keep that in mind when you're either typing out something or talking to customers, don't necessarily use that phrase price increase, or this is our increase in price. Just be like, oh, well, we've had to do a price adjustment for 2024. And this is what the, your next groom will be and just leave it short, sweet, and simple. Yeah. Either price adjustment or, you know, 2024 rates, whatever, how does the price increase? Cause we've all, all of us are sick of hearing about price increases because everything has went up in the past couple of years, significantly more than it has in the past. So again, if you need any more help or details on how we make our pricing adjustments, just send us an email or a text. Yes. And we offer, um, just a reminder too, we do do the private coaching for pricing budgets and anything financial as well. And then um, just be sure to reach out, like, and subscribe and get with us if there's any topics you want to hear. Um, we're starting to put together our 2024 calendar. It'll be a little different each month. We'll kind of focus on one particular topic and we'll move from there as well as adding some fun little things in between. So anything in particular you want to hear about, be sure to reach out and let us know. Thanks. Thank you.